When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford, joined, as always, by my trusted colleague, Wes Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field and Wes. Week one is here. The Packers will open the season at Minnesota against the NFC North rival Vikings on Sunday this week. It's a 3.25 p.m. Central Time kickoff. Before we get to talking about this opponent in a big division game here in week one, a little bit of an injury update as far as where things stand with the Packers. And I guess when I say update, maybe it's more to say there's Still some injury uncertainty with exactly where things are going to go this week with Green Bay. Hearing from Matt LaFleur at the beginning of the week, it sounds like David Bakhtiari is working his way into the 11-on-11, the team reps in practice. Not so sure about where things are with Elton Jenkins. We did find out last week, it sounds like Robert Tunyon at tight end is has uh, been pretty close, if not completely full go, in, in the 11-on-11. Also still kind of in a wait-and-see mode as to uh, what may or may not happen with Christian Watson. Him having missed all of the preseason games, hasn't played in an NFL game yet. What will be his role come Sunday? And also at wide receiver, Al Lazard currently not practicing the last couple of practices that we've uh, that we've been able to watch. He's been off to the side. It's an unspecified injury. Nothing about it has been discussed, but... Uh, on balance, I think you have to say the Packers look pretty darn healthy for this week one matchup, but there is a little bit of uncertainty here and there in a couple of spots. Yeah, which is what's going to happen when you have a 53-man roster, and certainly when the Packers went into the camp having a few of these guys and NFI and PUP, uh, this was kind of how it was all going to sort of lay out. But the one big positive that I think Green Bay has going for itself compared to last year is you know, much fewer – Season-ending injuries, you know, last year there were a couple ACLs in camp. There are some ankle injuries in camp that wiped some guys out. They pretty much got to the starting line here unencumbered. That's a positive first step. Now, certainly, I know a lot of people out there, and I've been seeing it in inbox, and we've gotten the tweets, people worried about the Alan Lazard thing. We don't know. Yeah. And, and I don't think that means it's not a big deal. I don't think that means it is a big deal. I think it just the Packers are not obligated to give an injury report until Wednesday, a practice report with the designations to follow on Friday. 
the kudos to the media corps, many of our brethren in, in journalism. Uh, they tried six different ways from Sunday to, to get some information out of Matt LaFleur <laughs> on, on Monday morning, and LaFleur wasn't having it in a very positive and respectful way. Just they're not going to go there right now. So I, I think the buildup and the process, I, I, you know, we'll talk about some of these other things soon enough, but just listen to him even mention that Wednesday practice and how, you know, some guys were breathing kind of heavy again, you know, trying to get back into the football shape, trying to get prepared for a six quarter or a four quarter, excuse me, hopefully a uh, four quarter game in Minnesota. That's where this is all about. It's about ramping up. It's about being prepared and having as many of those playmakers available as possible. Yeah. Well, if you prepare for a six quarter game, you're definitely going to be ready for a four quarter game. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. But let's talk a little bit about the Vikings here, week one opponent. We discussed this a little bit in the offseason as well. What's what's interesting about this with Minnesota to me is that you have a new regime at the top, a new general manager, a new head coach, regime change in Minnesota, but yet the cast of characters on the field is going to look awfully yeah. familiar when you're talking about Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen on the offensive side, and guys like Eric Kendricks and Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson at cornerback who's been in Minnesota for uh, for a little bit now. Similar cast of characters to what we've seen. Daniil Hunter, another one on defense. But mixing in now a couple of former Green Bay Packers on that defensive side, Darius Smith, Chandon Sullivan, just overall, what are your impressions of sort of where things are headed with uh, with the Minnesota well, Vikings right now? You know, same deck of cards, different dealer is sort of the way I've looked at this all week. I mean, when you look at, you know, Kevin O'Connell, it's going to be interesting probably hearing LaFleur talk about him this week because these are two guys that didn't work together at all. Yeah. But they basically followed the same exact script uh, to becoming head coaches, spending time in Washington. Uh, both of them worked it for you know Sean McVay at the Los Angeles uh, Rams. So the the process for these guys, even though O'Connell played a couple of years in the league, both quarterback backgrounds, it, it sort of makes sense. I mean, this is that Shanahan tree we've talked about. The interesting thing for him is the fact that offensively, you know, you can say whatever you want about Kirk Cousins, but Justin Jefferson just turned. 23 years old. Yeah. Delvin Cook, when he's healthy, is still among the best running backs in the National Football League. And no I think doubt. they feel better about their offensive line. So 
there aren't a lot of situations you're going to walk into as a first-year head coach where you have a receiver that I think a lot of people would say is in the conversation for being among the best at his position right now, despite how young he is. Remember all those positive things that Devontae Adams talked about last year with him. Uh, Delvin Cook, again, that a guy that can control the pace of a game uh, if a defense lets him do that. The big question mark for me is defensively what this is going to look like because even when things weren't going great for Minnesota, you always could hang your hat on a Mike Zimmer defense. Yeah. The double-A gap looks, strong linebacker play, strong cornerback play in its prime. That sort of deteriorated. So now you have Ed Donatel in there. You bring in you know, Mike Smith as the outside linebacker coach. You have Mike Pettin as the, the oversight in the senior administrator role. That's going to be really interesting because I think the biggest storyline that's going to kind of permeate through this week is the Packers matching up against Sedarius Smith. And if you're looking at the Minnesota Vikings and a conference that's wide open in a division where it's probably not going to take a lot to, to run away from Chicago and Detroit, Minnesota is still very much in the thick of this thing. Yeah, and it's interesting when you talk about the these two head coaches sort of coming from the Sean McVay tree, so to speak, and and there's been some talk in the locker room already about, well, you know, how similar will this Vikings offense under Kevin O'Connell be to what the Packers have been practicing against in training camp all summer long? And and Devondre Campbell, uh, me, Bill Huber from SI, a few other reporters, we were at uh, Campbell's locker after practice on Monday and he gave a really interesting answer to that whole similarities with the offense thing. He said, yeah, we're probably going to see some things that we recognize. There will be some things that are similar. But the Vikings have, just as the Packers had with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and all this when Matt LaFleur took over, the Minnesota Vikings have a completely different cast of, of the perimeter weapons, the skill position players, whatever you want to call it. When you talk about Dalvin Cook and... Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, and I know they're trying to get Irv Smith back Irv Smith at, at, at tight end. So, yeah, there, there are concepts, there are similarities, but, but offenses are still going to be tailored to the personnel that's running them, right? That, that's what the best coaches do. They find what their personnel does best, and then they get that to, uh, uh, they get that to fit um, uh, from a conceptual standpoint. So as much as the Packers are going to have some idea of the motions and, and all the pre-snap stuff, you don't really know how this offense is going to look with Kirk Cousins taking the snaps and Dalvin Cook taking the handoffs and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen catching the passes until you really you know see what the first quarter, quarter and a half look like out there. And, and that's just one of, the, one of the challenges here in week one for Green Bay going up against a team with a, a brand-new head coach and a new regime. Yeah, and that's why it's such a great litmus test for this defense, this Packers defense that we've talked so much about. We've spilled so much ink over it during the offseason, the expectations, what they think this unit could be, the starting 11 of that nickel package that we've talked about so much. Um, there's a lot of weapons you have to neutralize in this game, but there's also a lot of opportunities too. I mean, I do look at it as, you know, Minnesota's had a hard time getting this offensive line right. Uh, when, when we've said it time and time again, all of these shows for the last five, six years, when you pressure Kirk Cousins, the, the direct impact of the outcome of that game, when he is seeing you know, a lot of guys in his face and you know, facing some sacks and pressure and turnover generating plays, 
that's been the key to Green Bay winning these games during the Kirk Cousins era against Minnesota, and they have to get back to their bread and butter. At the same time, I think the the curious thing for me is also going to be seeing this Packers offense. You know, you talk about how different, you know, this this could potentially look with Kevin O'Connell now running the show in Minnesota. This Packers offense now without Devontae Adams, right. maybe more on the running backs, maybe depending on how everything works out, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins back or both. There's so many question marks, which is somewhat expected for a week one opener, but in terms of the personnel aspect of it and what these offenses, defenses, and even to some extent special teams, the form they're going to take, probably one of the more intriguing ones I think I've covered here in recent memory. Yeah, I and what you said as well with regard to Minnesota's defense, they're, they're the familiar faces, they're the new additions like as Darius Smith who – having essentially not played uh, all of, of 2021, if he's healthy, you know that he's also fresh, right? He's yep. going to be as ready to go um, as anyone. And, uh, and, and a guy like Shannon Sullivan, who had a really important role here uh, in uh, Green Bay's secondary for multiple seasons, that's a big boost for a team like Minnesota to get a proven guy like that, whether they're using him as a number three, number four corner. I'm not sure exactly what, uh, you know, how their depth chart lays out. But that's a big boost because that's, a, that's the type of depth piece that in the last couple of years of the Mike Zimmer era, they didn't really have that at cornerback. You sort of knew your best chance against Minnesota was, okay, spread them out and test the depth in the secondary and then really go after them. And we've seen Aaron Rodgers have some big games in recent years against that defense. Now we'll see. Daniil Hunter, Darius Smith being the guys coming off the edges. You know Harrison Smith back there, uh, you know, whether he's playing center field or on the line of scrimmage. But it's going to be interesting to see just what this Minnesota defense looks like with with a few new pieces, but uh, but yet being mixed in with uh, with the old guard, so to I mean, speak. And if I may, Mike, just yeah. to jump in, I mean that that was the one piece that fell out of place for Minnesota that never got fixed during the Zimmer era. When you lose Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes, and, yep. and they not saying these were all pro type corners, but they had a process, and it just got it unraveled so fast and it all happened at the same time. And they ran into a scenario where nobody stepped up yeah. uh, in that interim. Now Patrick Peterson comes in. They do seem like they found a little bit more of an identity there. But to me, that that's where this thing starts for them because if the neck fusion is cool for Daniil Hunter, that's a big injury, but let's say everything's chill there and he can come back and be the player. He's still only 27 years old or whatever it is. Right. The back surgery for Zedarius Smith, they have a feel pretty good idea about what they're going to get out of that pass rush. It's about what's behind it. And even as good as Harrison Smith has been throughout the course of his career, the last few seasons, it just hasn't been enough. Yeah. Well, I'll take care of a little bit of sponsor business here, Wes. Sirius XM NFL Radio delivers hard-hitting analysis and up-to-the-minute NFL news that true football fanatics need 24-7, 365. And at Cousin Subs, we have something for everyone. Like our Wisconsin cheese curds, mac and cheese, golden fries, and creamy shakes, all paired with your favorite sub or sub in a bowl. Cousin Subs, 50 years of better. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here with a little Hit me. history trivia question here, Wes. Bud Grant. No. How many times, how many times prior to this year have the Packers and Vikings opened the season against one another? 
How many would you say? Okay, so a couple years ago, was it when it was at Minnesota? That was the first time the Packers had ever opened in Minnesota. I'm trying to remember how that worked. I'm going to say it's six. Very close. This this will actually be the eighth. The eighth time. The eighth time. There was a weird stat like that where it was either Green Bay hadn't opened there or the Vikings hadn't opened here ever. No, the, yeah, the Packers hadn't opened in Minnesota. Like was they, that twenty? When was yeah? That, that was yes. It was the first. It was the first game of the of the COVID season with the yeah. empty with the empty. I remember stadium. schedule release day. I was walking around the office all yeah. puffy chest because <laughs> I felt so good about that stat. Hey, did you know since nineteen twenty one the Packers have never opened the season at Minnesota? And then the, all the interns looked at me like, "You are old and you are a loser." <laughs> Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Well, it's interesting because you, if you look at you look at the history now, this this game will sort of go down in history, not necessarily from the Packers side, but from the Vikings side. It's Kevin O'Connell's first game as yep. the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, right? You look at these openers. Twenty twenty, as we just talked about, was the first game of the COVID season with no fans in the stands. Two thousand eight, week one, Aaron Rodgers' first game as a starting quarterback. 2003, the first game in the redeveloped, renovated Lambeau Field was against the Minnesota Vikings here in Green Bay. 1992, Mike Holmgren's first game as the Green Bay Packers head coach was against the Minnesota Vikings. And the other one of significance was 1962, which was the first game when the Packers were defending their first title under Vince Lombardi. They won the championship in 61, and their first title defense began against the Minnesota Vikings with a big victory. But the interesting thing, you look at since that uh, first game of Mike Holmgren's head coaching career, 92, there was also an opener in 94, and then I said 03, 08, and 2020. All of those last five Packers-Vikings openers have been decided by nine points or less. Like there haven't been haven't been any blowouts in there. Now in 2020, the Packers had a pretty good handle on that game, but yet that game was so back and forth. And Minnesota, you know, put up a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter and started to make you think, oh, what's going to happen here? That ended up being a nine-point victory for Green Bay, and that's actually the largest margin of victory in a Packers-Vikings opener um, in uh, in the last 30 years. But um, Definitely, a, a, it's always a different feeling, isn't it, when you open the season against a division rival. You've got 17 games to play here, and only six of them are against your division, but then one of them, and in the Packers' case, the first two weeks, uh, Minnesota and Chicago, you're getting these division games right off the bat. There's no uh, there's no time to waste here. you got to get into it right away. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, the, the, it's a, I, I've kind of gone back and forth on this because how can you ever say a game is a must-win in a 17-game season now right. where the things go so long? And even last year, the Packers get you know blown out of the water by New Orleans, but then the Saints fall apart and don't make the playoffs and Jameis Winston tears his ACL. The Packers end up getting the number one seed in the NFC anyway. Right. C'est la vie. 
But this year, what's going to be very interesting is to go back-to-back -back in the division to go out of the gates. Not only having to host Chicago at home, which I can't even imagine there's any scenario that plays out on Sunday where the Packers are not heavily favored against the Chicago Bears, knock on wood, everyone's health notwithstanding. But th this game, you know, playing at U.S. Bank Stadium, playing on the Vikings' home turf has always been a challenge. Green Bay got a little bit better at it. Last year was kind of a step back. But I look at this as a huge opportunity, though, too, because if you come out of the gate and you knock down Minnesota, which looks to be your biggest competition in this division, the one yep. team that isn't in complete overhaul mode, you knock them down a peg, and then you take care of business against Chicago. It doesn't get any better that as far as starting off a season. Yeah. So, so, but but at the same time, if it doesn't work out that way, I'm not going to be like screaming, you know, panic either. Yeah. But it's I just look at it. It's such a great opportunity to sort of set the tone for your season, um, while also taking whatever air there might be out of that balloon for Minnesota, because I think there are a lot of folks that side of the Mississippi River that feel like you know with the moves they made. That, that's enough to get us back in the hunt here. Yeah, I, it's, it's interesting because the, from uh, not that anybody is ever not fired up in week one, but I think when you've had, the, the, the Mike Zimmer era had certainly had its moments of success, but there's, you, you know there's going to be a new, just a new energy and a new attitude and everything that a new regime is going to bring. And then, when you get to, when you have that and you get to open at home, right? When Matt Lafleur took over, first game was against a division rival against the Chicago Bears, and it was in prime time, but it was down in Chicago. You yeah. didn't really get a sense of 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 you know the home crowd and maybe the different energy that would be a part of things with the new regime because the opener was on the road. The Vikings are getting the Vikings are getting this opener at home from a from an atmosphere standpoint. Um, this is going to be this is going to be a significant challenge. You know there are going to be moments in this game, whether it's you know Hunter or Smith coming off the edge, or whether it's you know Dalvin Cook maybe busting a run, or Justin Jefferson who had a big game um, in Minnesota last year against the Packers. You know making a big play down the field. The Packers are going to have to you know they're, they're going to have to weather a storm at some point in this game because if Minnesota gets something going that crowd is going to get behind them it's week 1 it's their new head coach the new regime all of that packers are going to have to weather that storm and and that becomes that becomes as big a test in itself as uh, as much as the opponent when uh, we know how important the opponent is when it's someone in your own division you know what's exciting about this season though for the packers whatever problems minnesota presents Green Bay actually has an answer for it. You talk about Justin Jefferson, without a doubt, as I just said four minutes ago, one of the best young receivers in the league, one of the best receivers in the league. Get rid of the qualifiers. Well, they got Jair Alexander. They have a pretty dependable back end. Yep. If you want to go over the other side of the field, I think Eric Stokes likes his chances. You look at Delvin Cook. Packers have two of the biggest, fastest linebackers in the league now behind that defensive line. Yep. They have two outside linebackers who are – 100% committed to filling gaps and stopping the run and setting edges. The Packers defensively match up with this really well, and with all due respect to some really good units Green Bay had in the past, there were some years where Adrian Peterson, he was going to step on the Metrodome turf, and you were going to hope that he wasn't going to gain too many yards on it. You know, there were some years there where you're just kind of holding your breath, like, okay, can these guys do what they need to do to win this football game? 
Packers have to stay healthy, they have to play within themselves, and they have to execute. But my goodness, when you look at how that defense is constructed in these expectations that have been built for it, that's also the exciting thing that maybe Minnesota does bring their best shot on Sunday, and it may not matter. Yeah, I think the one, I think the one thing that always puts me on edge, maybe more so with week one, and we know this Packers defense is talented, it's loaded, they're, they, they believe in themselves, there are a lot of high expectations. But you wonder at the very beginning of the season, how are they going to tackle, right? Because that can take a little bit of time to get going. And Minnesota yeah. didn't play a bunch of their starters in the preseason either. They're going to be in the same boat as the Packers as far as this goes. But when you're talking about, and I, I say it specifically with the tackling, because when you're talking about a guy like Dalvin Cook, he's really hard to tackle in any week of the season, even as, as seasoned and as ready as your defense might be to take on a running back like that. This is where, this is where your, your fundamentals get tested because you don't necessarily know what they're going to run. There's going to be a lot of unscouted looks. You have, to, you have to stick to your fundamentals. Read your keys and play ball was the, was the line that Devondre Campbell had at his locker. It's read your keys and play ball, but it's also the fundamentals being tested with the tackling because Dalvin Cook breaking a tackle or Adam Thielen breaking a tackle, suddenly you can be in a, you can be in a world of hurt. Now, obviously, it cuts both ways. Um, but uh, but it's it's the kind of thing again when you know a broken tackle gets the crowd all riled up and 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 all that and Packers are gonna have to, you know take a deep breath settle down weather the storm I think they're just gonna be they're gonna be moments in this game that are that are really really gonna test um, that are really gonna test Green Bay on both sides of the ball I'm excited to see exactly how they respond yeah and especially those first thirty minutes right I mean just seeing you know who comes out fast who you know we will get in the keys to victory. Uh, later this week but you know you look at Green Bay right now you know you mentioned all the things that Cook does well certainly how dangerous Jefferson can be when he has an open field in front of him if there if a guy you know he breaks that makes that first guy miss conversely you know you wonder what Aaron Jones out in space could do you wonder what A.J. Dillon can do if he breaks a couple tackles in the middle of the field those first through haymakers that get thrown in this game yeah. I think are going to be so important uh, because you know the the, the 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 knowns are known here. I don't think you're going to see anything that's going to surprise you too much with Kirk Cousins. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot with Aaron Rodgers. You you know what what those guys offer at the quarterback position, but it's seeing how the offensive makeups on both sides of the ball, um, h- how that takes form after a preseason in which you talked about Green Bay. Yeah, there wasn't a game where Minnesota didn't have fewer than thirty start or 30 players not playing right. I mean, right. they took a very deliberate path too so I, I don't think you can do the hey you know oh did they she played starters or whatever in the preseason Minnesota sat everybody they barely played Alexander Madison so th- th- that aspect of it is just going to be so interesting because as you said Mike when you when you have all these unscouted looks and a new coaching staff I mean it does create a lot of questions for how does Kevin O'Connell and Ed Donatel and these coaches in Minnesota how do they play with this clay that had already been there? What form are they going to actually bring out of it? Yeah, and we're going we're gonna to see. And then the rematch against the Vikings is not for four months is that crazy? Or, or whatever it is. The Packers are going to see next the Vikings year, right out year, of the gate. Right? Yeah, and then, uh, and then uh, it'll be 
2023 before uh, the Packers and Vikings see one another again. But with that, we'll call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team all week long here in week one leading up to the showdown with the Vikings on Sunday. We'll have it all for you on Packers.com. For Wes, I'm Mike. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. See you next time. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.